Hi, you with Julian on the Brando and a review of Neil Young and Crazy Horse, their latest album, World Record. Um, I think this is my last new album review of the year. I might have one more film and then I'll be in my best of lists. So a very emotional moment. Um, Neil Young has, I think, 46 studio albums to his name at this point. And has gone into a very interesting stage in his career. This is the eighth Neil Young album to have been released this calendar year. And I don't know why people say calendar year. It's redundant, isn't it? Of course, you know, I mean January to December. Um, which are a mixture of his reissues. I gave a very good review to the live album, Something in Flowers, because um, I thought that was a great set uh, with the promise of the real... And also he released a an unreleased Crazy Horse album this year as well, which I thought was good. Um, so it's it's fluctuating between an album he recorded 30 years ago that never saw the light of day, a live set from 1970 acoustic or more recently electric, um, and also a um, pretty relentless stream of new material. Um, he has gotten very restless in his older years if he ever ages and this is his second Neil Young and Crazy Horse so Neil Young has functioned as Neil Young as himself and often with side bands stray gazers uh, back in the 70s across a lot of his more commercially successful albums um, and ad hoc musicians in the modern era um, a semi-replacement for the Crazy Horse Electrified thing was Promise of the Real. Um, but always it comes back to Crazy Horse. It wasn't the first Neil Young album. The self-titled one from 67, I think, that got him acclaim. It was the subsequent Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere with Crazy Horse that really put him on the map. And it's always the one that fans of Neil Young are most excited about and most excited about seeing live for sure. Um, is Crazy Horse, Neil Young and Crazy Horse, and he became synonymous, why he was called the Godfather of Grunge, was pretty much that sound of Crazy Horse in full flight. Uh, they came to prominence on that very first album, Everyone, Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere, which he actually did live on that live set this year, which was amazing. The set list on that is incredible. Um, the two over 10 minute jams with Crazy Horse, Down by the River, Cowgirl in the Sand, set this template of very long Neil Young so uh, songs with a lot of feedback, a grungy gait, and him you know, stinging guitar lines coming out. And um, that's been like, the, there's acoustic Neil Young and there's electric Neil Young, and that is, for most people, electric Neil Young. So he's released, like he came out with Psychedelic Pill a few years ago, and that was the most prominent new Crazy Horse Neil Young project probably since Ragged Glory, back at the in that incredible period at the end of the 80s where he'd had a terrible decade and where he suddenly erupted, almost like through sheer force of will, with, for me, a 10 out of 10 album that never gets the credit of being the best post-1970s Neil Young album, Freedom. Um, and followed that with Ragged Glory, one of probably the best exponent of that Crazy Horse sound is the album Ragged Glory. Again, 90, 
90, 91, 92, and the double album World, and then he did the country side of himself with Harvest Moon. So he covered all of his main bases with his best work in that incredibly fertile period. Crazy Horse have cropped up here and there. Psychedelic Pill was this colossal album. The opening track was like 34 minutes long, and there were probably another two or three that were over the 15 minute mark usually previously reserved for stuff like the world w-e-l-d double album but has crept into his music more and more and i thought psychedelic pill had bizarrely i thought the the really short tracks that were two minutes long i thought they were pretty crap but the really long tracks were all really good since then he's he's released some middling solo projects and crazy horse projects that have been pretty good but perhaps not amazing and he's been criticized a lot for the very spontaneous live method of his recording now which eschews developing songs over a long period of time and pretty much banging them out uh, for better or worse and in a lot of cases that means that the albums have been good but not great um this year he released barn in january uh, another neil young and crazy horse album and i thought it was really good actually i thought it was um, a very good album um but not great i thought it was it was a good album and it was bolstered by the fact that he recorded everything in the barn and you can watch on youtube and do the whole thing there's like an hour and a half video on youtube which i have sat through which is the an extended version of the album with some chatting in between the tracks and you just see them in this barn which is apparently where he lives now i think in colorado which was the name of another album he released so after that incredibly long preamble um he's come back with world record his second neil young and crazy horse album in a year and um i have to say that there are some reasons why that this is a very interesting Neil Young album uh, in, in a time where that level of interest hasn't really been there um, it kicks off in a manner that is very descriptive of what's about to come um, the whole album has a very um, ecological theme he has proven himself to be way ahead of the curve people go back to after the gold rush from 1971 to <coughs> as being evidence of his career-long commitment to ecological matters and he has been very political as well along the way which some people have uh, it's interesting that he has this very conservative from from outside a conservative american heartland rock audience and espouses often uh impeach george bush politics and stuff like that and yet still gets occasionally hammered for being a conservative not so much in these years, mainly back in the 90s. Um, but the opener, um, Love Earth, so this one isn't a political album, but it is completely about the, the planet. Um, and it's more sort of lamenting what's gone and hoping for the future. So there's no sort of barbs towards politicians or really, really anyone. It's, it's a surprisingly good-natured album some of the stuff i think on barn even was uh, a, a little more stinging than this but he's got this really kooky 
Um, really kooky, almost Harvest Moon sonically, yet the mood, it, it's a song that fits a comic skit. Like you can imagine something like Always Look on the Bright Side of Life from Monty Python. It's kind of like there should be people doing that in the background and a comedy skit playing. And you can tell that there is a level of humour in because of the dum dum stomps, which were pretty funny, I thought. Um, and the uh, We Had It All line that comes up, um, I'm not sure if that's on the second track or not, but really did remind of the film Don't Look Up. We really did have it all, didn't we? <coughs> when you're looking at uh, the decimation of climate change. Um, the second track, the opening tracks aren't actually the most compelling. In fact, I would go as far as to say that it's an album that is more than the sum of its parts, as in individual tracks. Uh, the second one, Overhead, the lyrics are a lot darker. Um, they're not the strongest tracks on the album, which might be off-putting because they are quite pronounced in this weird angular vein that Young seems to be in. Um, the chorus, the build-up to it, really reminded me of Psycho Killer, um, which uh, is, is a straight... You might hear it when you listen to it. It's, there's been talk on this album that Neil Young doesn't play electric guitar on more than three tracks. I think that's been overstated, and he's playing the keyboards a lot. I think it's been overstated. There are certainly some massive feedback moments on this album and several tracks that are guitar heavy or at least sound like they are so i wouldn't let that put you off especially given that one of them is as long as about four other tracks um so the feedback on i walk with you the first third track really nice feedback uh the feedback here reminds me a bit of freedom which didn't overuse the feedback but when it used it it was really stomach churningly uh, dense, low-end feedback, and I, I really like the use of that style of feedback on here. And it does the feedback with this nice high-pitched, chiming, clean electric uh, melody line that's almost like one note, but it sort of works really well. The vocals here, no compromise. Uh, he's aging disgracefully, as are Crazy Horse, and they sing whatever notes they want to, whether they can get there or not. They don't care. I think that's part of the charm of this record. Uh, track four has got like this sea shanty accordion. Sea shanty is obviously the most trendy genre in music at the moment. Um, and probably the most instantly appealing melody. Got a great little piano flourish. Um, and the harmonies actually <laughs> work on this one. Um, the um, If that sea shanty accordion was pushing the boat out, ironic phrase the wonky um fairground organ on the world is in trouble now is really good um it's got a real hard edge to it um the, there's some really weird in the background vocals harmonies going on which you can barely hear as human voices it sounds more like this guttural feedback going through and the spoken sort of or oh, it's almost like a tom waits track from the 80s but done by Neil Young. It doesn't have the feel of a Tom Waits track. You can almost imagine these very strange elements all coalescing. And his vocal delivery here is um, more of a spoken scat as well. Very unusual. More guitar. More stinging feedback and stinging uh, guitar lines. Um, 
definitely more guitar on this than I was led to believe. Really dirty sounding feedback as well. Love the fact that um, unusually for a Neil Young guitar track, there's heaps of slide guitar on this one. Uh, break the chain. Uh, yeah, break the chain. Really, really good. It's actually louder than effing up. If you remember that track from Ragged Glory, it's even more barbaric than that, uh, which is absolutely awesome. Um, seven um, is a real short number. The long day before, but really reminded me of the legendary British folk artist Bill Fay, who released two albums in the early 70s, which you need and are magnificent, often with these um, epic two-minute songs, which move through these incredible arrangements. Uh, and no one listened to him, and then decades later, people decided that he was great, and he came back, and he's done a couple of albums since, very good ones as well. Um, but it really reminded me of one of those two-minute viginettes from Bill Fade, the shortest track on the album. The One of the underlying sentiments on this um, album is almost like he's developed this sort of Cajun fairground blues, which is great. I hope he continues in this uh, in this vein. Uh, the Wonder Won't Wait has got that going on. Um, the track before it, um, again, this No More War or Only Love sentiment comes out a lot on the album. Uh, it's kind of where the album's heart is lyrically. Um, and I really like this sort of, the, the, the whole Cajun blues notion on here is magnificent, particularly this wonky keys that are going and accordion noises. Um, Chevrolet is a centerpiece. Like with Barn, it has one full-blown, very long banger. This one, 15 minutes long. And it's the most um, intellectually interesting because Neil Young has always been about ecology and he's loves, he loves big gas guzzling cars. In fact, he tried to build a gas guzzling car into an electric motor a few years back which I believe resulted in the barn or warehouse where it was being kept catching fire and destroying a load of his uh, work, uh, as far as I remember that story. So his notion of trying to make one of these big Chevrolets into an electric car, it goes back a long way. But this time he, he delivers um, an, a track adjacent to one of my all-time favourite crazy horse burners over and over from ragged glory it's got a really good stinging melody on the um, guitar at the start in the opening seconds sounds great almost up there in strength with something like like a hurricane the opening of that it's got a great melody and it feels like a you know a driving song uh, it feels like a very long driving song massive celebration of being on the road in a big gas guzzling car and saying that those days, I loved it. Those days are gone. But I did love it. Um, that's a road we won't go back down. But I loved it. Uh, so it's really interesting. Um, and it's got re it's a really good crazy horse burnout. Um, and a great way to end the album. There's a fragment track afterwards. So um, I'm going to give this a really good review. And it's the last one of the year. And I just gave 9 out of 10 to something else. There are reasons why this is set apart from Neil Young's recent new discography for me. The number one reason is personality. There is a lot of personality on this album. I would have said on Barn, it sounded like him and his mates recording music together. This one even made me feel like Tonight's a Night, where it's a gang and everyone's on point 
and it really screened personality. It's completely uncompromising. Um, he's making choices musically here that don't owe it particularly much to his past and doing whatever the hell he likes and that sort of abandon, it's a wild abandon, permeates the whole project. I think it is, um, he sounds really awake and focused as well. Nothing in the background here. It sounds immediate. I mean, he's going for this whole live take thing, which has its pluses in how spontaneous and uh, 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 and the fact that stuff can feel a bit staid the more you work on it in the studio, but you lose certain things. But here it makes everything sound like it was a snapshot of that moment. Everything sounds like he's right in the now to be here now, what John Lennon described pop music as. And I also think, as I said at the start, it's more than the sum of its parts. I think it works as an album better than it does a collection of tracks. I wouldn't have said that about Barn. I would have said there were you know, three or four great tracks on that. It's a perfectly good album. But this one, I feel like everything is building towards a bigger whole. And the level of personality and, and wild abandon and just not caring really made this such a compelling album for me. Um, just really interesting. Something that even Psychedelic Pill didn't have was this outgoing personality. Uh, it really does feel like his most alive album in a very long time. So I'm going to give, in my last review of the year, Neil Young and Crazy Horse world record named after the amount of albums that Neil Young has released in the last three years, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10.